I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying And I'm ten toes solid on the same soil That my grandfather's was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Yo, yo, yo. Gee. I didn't know who was going to bring it in. It was you. It was you. I think you brought it in with that, that beautiful neck roll. <laughs> I paused for a second and I was like, he's got this. And I was like, all right, maybe not. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> then you did. And then it was at the same time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Actually, that was low key like a restart that we caught because uh, just like uh, I foretold, the thing messed up. The audio thing, it, it stopped on me. So it's done oh, it twice or like a few. That's the third time now where it gosh. just stops the recording. Imagine if we hopped into our uh, conversation like the last few times and here it was like 10 minutes in me realizing it wasn't recording. Yeah. Well, we got it, though. We got it. That's all that matters. <laughs> you know, one disaster <laughs> averted and about 15 others were dealt with. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's nothing new to our show, disasters. We handle them very well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Seriously. Well, it feels good to actually genuinely laugh uh, because three and a half minutes ago, this was not the case. Seriously. I see you've been running though. You've been outside, yeah. getting back into your flow. Yeah, so I've been out, I've been out doing things. Yeah, it's yeah. been nice. Um, so uh, with work, I've been going in a little bit earlier. I've been uh, clocking in at seven thirty, mm-hmm. and like we were talking mm-hmm. about in our past episodes, how it was like the uh, the bed to desk pipeline, where it's just like yes. directly out of bed and then like linking right in. And I was like, this can't happen no more because no. it was effing me up you know we've been talking about it for a few weeks now yeah mm-hmm. uh so then i finally made a decision last wednesday to start getting up at five um actually i've been okay. getting up at 505 okay um, yeah you know because i like different numbers minutes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah uh it's been good so yeah for the past like last wednesday thursday friday and now this week uh i've been getting up at five and going out and doing the things to like get myself ready for the morning I noticed uh, it was still yeah. dark time. I'm like, that looks like some morning shine coming <laughs> yeah. through. He's yeah, it's early. dope. It's hella dope. Because then, like, first thing, too, I get out, like, it's all black in the sky, right? And it's like, Hume Tahto, uh, the Big Dipper is like standing vertical where I'm at right now because of the season that we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty dope to, like, see the constellation. And then, uh, Lukupsime, uh, the, uh, the North Star, you know, the place to, like, face my heart to to find a steady little. <laughs> Uh, steady place in the sky that I can always call home. Uh, so yeah, it's been nice to like go out in the mornings and see that. Uh, and then, yeah, just the things. However, yeah, the three minutes prior before getting in here, I was forcing a smile on my face, Michaela, because uh, I just signed off of work. So yeah, 7.30 to 4 p.m. I just got off and work has not been my friend as of late. No. (laughs) I know. You just are like drained or are you just not feeling it? Oh my gosh. It's the full court press. You know, I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, like when they, you see those basketball games and it's like the third graders yet they're playing sixth graders. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel. (laughs) 
yeah, where they're like, play up, you'll get better. Um, (laughs) And then you're just like losing every game. (laughs) Yeah, you're getting skunked out. Uh, That's how I feel at work right now. And so, yeah, getting off of here or getting off of work and then like coming to meet with you, I was just like, smile, Kellen, smile. So I was physically forcing myself to smile to like calm down because yeah. the uh, the inner turmoil was was not the one. That's very much a common experience amongst the world is going into work and having to force that smile on your face. I remember those days. It was not fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you had your your full-time gig plus the beating, and now you've uh, made the beating your full-time, full-time. I was just thinking when I used to do customer service, because the customer Uh, is definitely not always right, and I had to go in there and act like they were. (laughs) So that's where that forced smile came from. Right. That's literally (laughs) why they had to make that mantra. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wait, so customer service in what? I don't think I know this story. (sighs) Well, I've worked at plenty of restaurants. My first job was Wendy's. That was my my fast food what? gig. And that was my first and last time, hopefully, in life having to work fast food. Is like by far the worst place I've ever worked. And then, um, of course, like I said, restaurants and um, retail. Okay. So was this the Wendy's in, in Lewiston? No, no, no. This was Wendy's oh. in Lawrence, Kansas when I went to high school. Ah, yeah, okay. Indian nations. I like. I hit a car like my first week being there, oh, no. <laughs> and I, your girl had no insurance, and oh, I was no. like, I need to pay my little bill, my little big bill. Yeah. And I was like, all right, whoever will have me, I need, I need to work. <laughs> <laughs> please, please give me a paycheck. Yeah. So oh, my, my first, gosh. my first job was um was Wendy's. Go off. But it's also my favorite fast food place to eat because I work there. And, like, I obviously Uh, seen how everything got made. Okay. They really do have fresh ingredients. They make, like, the chili, like, if not daily, like, definitely weekly. Like, it's straight-up hamburger meat, so ground beef. So I, like, I always try to promote Wendy's out of all of the (laughs) other food chains. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, promote yeah, away. Hopefully we can get a, a Wendy sponsorship through your connections. No, I'm playing. Okay, I don't have that many <laughs> Imagine a little Wendy's commercial at the top of Quantum Theory. <laughs> I know, right? Can you get some uh, free nuggets? Lifetime right. supply of free nuggets. <laughs> the Quantum Meal. We could be mm-hmm. like Megan the Stallion and Sweetie with exactly, like our I just own. Exactly, I so we didn't even like her own creation. Did you see that? And it looked like trash too. Sorry, girl, but you can't be having ketchup on ketchup on ketchup and expect that to hit the way you know BTS is hit. Or oh, oh <laughs> my gosh, Travis no, I did see that. Travis oh. Scott was just basically a bacon cheeseburger uh, at McDonald's. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what um, BTS. I can't remember was. the specifications. Mm-mm. But yeah. they just tossed all these ingredients together and call it a call it their burger. Did you just catch a whole bug with your bare I hand? I probably did. I mean, I didn't think Go you were going to it, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you gave me, like, karate kid tea there. I was, I was like, go off, I'm you and the speed. I'm with these bugs. <laughs> yeah. Not that I have a bunch of bugs, but, you know, one uh, likes the creatures. No. I keep my window open during the day. I love, Ooh, like, seeing yes. the birds and seeing the sunshine, and that kind of gets me yeah. up and gives me my energy. So as soon as I wake up, I go straight to the window and crack it, so, like... That gets me up. It gets me flowing. Um, but then sometimes I forget to close it as it gets darker. And, and then the light. Bugs at night. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. 
one creeped in. But um, yeah. also, I want what? side note. So I went to go meet with someone, and um, they're like, or I was dropping off a beadwork order, realistically, and okay. um, they were like, hey, I want you to meet my auntie. And I was like, oh, hi. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I love your podcast. And I like was like, what? And so like I totally probably came off as like, oh, like I misunderstood her. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. I haven't got an in-person compliment. And then she looks at her daughter and they both start laughing. And we're like, we watch it. We listen to it all the time. So uh. I want to give a special shout out to Darlene and Taylor because you guys definitely made my night. I was like cheesing all the way home. Like somebody actually is out there listening to our podcast and recognize me. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing! And first thing I said is like, I'm gonna tell Kellen. Thank you so much for your compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, oh my I gosh, that was, that was a really awesome experience because I've never gotten in person compliment before. It's all over like social media, and I'm totally grateful for those as well. But oh, without a doubt, was, it was a little starstruck moment for me. Like, okay, you know, <laughs> coming up in the world. That's so good. Well, I love that your first experience was dropping off a beadwork order, whereas my first experience was outside of Peaks. Um. Really? <laughs> doesn't matter. It does not matter. That one was probably real genuine anyway, because I mean, you're in your feels. <laughs> yep. yep, I was outside of PKs. Oh, gosh, just really uh, incriminating myself here. And uh, somebody stopped me. They're like, man, it's really good what you and Michaela are doing, you know, and then, you know, talking about just all the things. And I was like, yeah, all right, not going to forget this here on the corner. Uh, right on Main Street outside of Peaks. <laughs> I have not been in PKs yet. Everyone is like, what? You haven't partied at PKs? And I'm like, well, it's not exactly on my bucket list, but no, I have not. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to have our uh, anniversary party there or something. <laughs> Where we should. <laughs> we could rent out Real the place. Um <laughs> I wonder if PKs will do a private event for us. Facts. Hit up DJT. It's lit. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. We can even probably have some guest performers bring Amani in. There we uh, go. You know, Izzy. You know, I ain't never been the loudest in the room. Uh, We're real down you know. home. I mean, uh, if we creeped up in there at, like, 1 a.m., you know everybody would be feeling it. It won't be as lame as it sounds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I've had some good times at PKs. Gosh, uh, wild place for sure. Ah, oh, so good. <laughs> well, that's amazing. <laughs> my my mouth was agape the entire time you told that story. How brilliant. I like, that. I can see the smile on your face. I can tell you're still, like, feeling the goodness I was. from it. It was a, it was a, it was a <laughs> c- cool moment. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like we know people are listening, but we don't really know if people Truth. are listening. You know what I'm saying? Or we only Truth. know a so, select few are actually listening. So when someone verbally just comes up to you, be like, oh, my gosh, we always tune into your podcast. It was it was a whole vibe. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I better watch what I say. <laughs> There's actually people out there right. listening. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. All right. Really got to yeah. take a mental note here. Yeah, I actually got a, a thing. <laughs> <laughs> got to go back and really start yeah. scrolling through the episodes. <laughs> I, 
got a text from one of my friends, uh, and he was like, yo, I really loved, uh, it was the episode, uh, You Have One Job, uh, the one where we, like, discussed the Met Gala and everything, and it was mm-hmm. dope. It, like, sparked conversation between us uh, for, like, a good, like, you know, 20, 30 minutes. We were, like, sending voice notes back and forth um, going in about, like, because I was like, what stood out? You know, because he was like, oh, this one is really cool, and then, I don't know, it was just really mm-hmm. cool to hear that, like, you know, beyond the actual listening, the engagement, he's like, you know, these things struck me and, uh, you know, I have further questions about it because of your conversation. Yeah. So it's kind of dope. I love it. Yeah. Right. I love hearing all the feedback from the podcast because it's like, our, you know, it's our baby, you know, it's very new yes. yet. We're not sure how people are taking to it. So when people um, compliment, it's a good compliment, especially when it's people you don't know. You know, Ooh, it's yeah. like your family's supposed to have your back. Your friend's supposed to have your back. But it's like, <laughs> when it's people you don't know or don't talk to every day, it's like, oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yo, um, I mean, even yeah. I, I, I forwarded you that message from like uh, another black yes. native on Instagram. And then it was cool, too, because then I didn't, you know, you don't know people's ages and where they come from just off of like their handle and their whatever exactly. their profile picture is, you know. Uh, and it was dope that they were like, you know, it's cool to see you younger generations doing these things. And it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. like, because it's just, again, we've already commented on, oh, if we had such and such fill in the blank when we were kids, when we were younger, imagine where we would be, you know, fill in the other blank. Uh, and here mm-hmm. we are, like, uh, you know, being that for other people. It's kind of dope. Yeah. Yeah. Made know. me feel like, you know, have you ever seen Whoopi on um Back to Whoopi uh, World? Different world. <laughs> uh, back to Whoopi. I know. There's a Whoopi like, forever. Like, Whoopi we just need to get her on the show, experience. clearly. Word. On a different world, like, no. you never seen that episode? Okay, so it was like, um, Tisha Cam was in it, but like she was, Whoopi's playing the instructor and she was okay. like, you have a voice in this world and you are important or something like that, or you make a difference. But the whole point was you have a voice in this world. And it made me literally think of that as you were talking. Yes. Like, we have a voice in the world and we are important. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. You is oh, kind. Man. You is smart. No, play. You is important. <laughs> and we have a voice in the world. Okay, I'm gonna have to go look for this episode along. Dang, I'm yes. I'm racking up a list here. Uh, got a whole whole Martin review, the whole series review. I got this Whoopi episode. Yes. I need uh, to send you all the references <laughs> for sure. Also, too, if anyone's out there and you're tracking these references, feel free to email me <laughs> the list uh, because yeah, I don't write them down and then I forget about it and I'm like, oh dang it, what was that thing again? Um, however, I did watch something that you talked about last week, and I think we'll probably hop into it a little bit later. Um, and it has to do with, yeah, uh, Tulsa burning on, burning. on the Hulu. In it? Huh? Isn't oh, that the Tulsa name of the show? burning. I, the, the, yeah. I just heard burning, and I was like, Uh-oh. when did I talk about burning? <laughs> like, I didn't smoke any trees last week. I'm out right now. I feel you though. Oh my gosh! Well, I was I was like, well, then too. Here we are again, having a. Oh no! Did you hear that? I hear a dog in the background. Yeah. You're not on the res. It's throwing me off. I know. That's that's throwing me off. Um, anyway, so yeah, not only do we have the technical, the difficulties that are throwing us these little curveballs, it's just like, right? (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. How about you though? Cause I know that like 10 seconds prior to us coming on, you know, <laughs> it wasn't uh, the easiest thing for you too, uh, having a MacGyver status yourself over there. Oh yes. There's, <laughs> there's just a lot going on around me right now. So I was in Idaho, as you know, I flew in yesterday and tomorrow I'm actually leaving for New York and this weekend I have to be in Connecticut. So today is kind of like my only day to get things done. So I was up at like 516 today <laughs> and Jeez. I have just been kind of going ever since like and I I like being productive. Um, but today was kind of like my only day. Usually I like resting a little bit when I come yeah. home if I have the opportunity. Yeah. But I kind of just got up, got things going. So I knocked out a piece, knocked out the order, did some laundry. So I'm unpacking yet to repack. <laughs> so it's a lot that's going on. I got like beads everywhere, clothes everywhere. But um, very normal day, I guess, for me. <laughs> but Jeez. at the same time, uh, I'm just, I've just been busy all day today, which is good. Um, it means yeah. I'm getting stuff done. But tomorrow out the door again <laughs> wow yeah wow, wow i i did kind of trip out because i did see your text uh when i got up at five and it said that you texted two hours ago and i was like That's wait weird. what you know and i wasn't really trying to do the math at that time in the morning so i was just letting mm -hmm. it go mm -hmm. um yeah i was like dang i guess it would yeah. only been what six o'clock so and it's not that ridiculous yet still um, mm -hmm. yeah early yeah. rise Yep, rise and grind. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I felt bad because I was like, I had all this stuff to do um, or people to like message back. And I'm like, I don't even care. It's 530 in the morning. I'm going to go ahead and just <laughs> camp right now. <laughs> I completely read your mouth. I can't let that one slide. <laughs> At least I muted my mic. <laughs> Yes, because we would have been thrown off whatever platform we are, where we are on. If people saw you, the what your words just mouth to whoever you are speaking to. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, let's just say that Kellen was telling someone to be quiet um, while while the queen was speaking <laughs> in the most authoritative way one can do. Uh, because <laughs> the sound had to travel um, as well as the intent oh, behind it. Uh, I wish I recorded that. Thankfully, you did. I need to make this a meme. Um, oh. <laughs> we do have the recording, huh? Neck. Oh my gosh. Veins were popping through. <laughs> he was hitting that note. <laughs> I remember what I was talking about. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. Ah, yo, we're you know we're we're trying to record a podcast here. You know, we just talked about it. We're we're we have a voice in the world, and we're important. We're trying to reach yes. out to people. Like, <laughs> why are you interrupting the flow? Oh man, his chin was over his desk, but his butt was in the chair, and the vein was popping out of his neck. It was amazing. Um, I don't oh remember what gosh. I was talking about, right. but um, but yeah, let's continue on. Well, you're going to be traveling. You're doing hella traveling, it sounds like. So you said New York, yeah. Connecticut, and where else? That's it. That's it. So I leave for New okay. York tomorrow, so I got to be in Connecticut for the weekend, and then um, okay. back to New York. But um, but yeah, so 
just on yeah. the move, you know, family, yeah. family moves. But um, yeah. that's about it. So I've just been working all day today because it was like my only day at home. Um, but it's cool because it's not like I'm going off to be with strangers or at some event or anything. I'm just going to see family. So it's very relaxing. Um, so yes. took the day to power down and get some things done. That's about uh-huh. it. But yeah, so if you could see my space, it's just like... There's a lot going on. And then, of course, when I every time I go back to Idaho, I buy a ba- massive amount of beads from Warpath, a.k.a. Four Shells. Shout out to them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, um, yes. So I have literally beads all over my bed right now. Beads and brass are all over my bed right now. Oh my gosh, yes. Shout out to Warpath uh, Trading Post there in Plummer, Idaho on the Coeur d'Alene Res. Uh, yes, they're amazing. Yes. At Four Shell, if you look them up on IG, and I think they have a, a Facebook as well uh, for Warpath Trading Post. Uh, I don't know how their online yeah, orders work because, yeah, exactly. I don't, do they do how, online orders? I've never tried. I think that if you do message them, they'll fulfill it. Because I've been there before as they've like been packaging things for people. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, we have that, that added luxury of being, well, when you're over here on the West coast, uh, and then me, it's like a 40 minute drive from my house. Uh, so like I get to mm-hmm. throw on some music and just go out there. Uh, it's generally a podcast that I throw on and go out there. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we do have that convenience of just like being able to go to the space. Uh, however, yeah. I do think that they probably do some kind of, like if you message them, message them. Hopefully that'd be a yeah. game changer for me, right. which is probably not. Oh a my gosh! Changer. Yeah, uh, I didn't think I'm of that. Sure I paid their rent a few months every time. Oh, I go out there. oh without a doubt. Without and you know a what's doubt. so bad is they used to have their little rewards cards. Did you ever get one of those? Oh, I didn't. They no. don't do anymore, but they okay. used to, and they it wasn't even that much. So you get a penny for every dollar you spend. And so, ah. yeah, so, okay, so I probably had like 20-something dollars on there at some point. Now, if you do that math, that's like a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> you know, just within a, like a year's period, or I don't even know, probably like a few months at one point. And so, um, they stopped doing them. I don't know why they stopped doing them, but I'm like, run me up. They're giving out hella money. Card, get my money on there, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I missed that. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't around. I, I've only been back here uh, for about two years now. Um, Cause I've been like on the move prior to that for however many years. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's while I've been here, they haven't had that. No, they um, shut it down la- either last year or the year before they stopped taking them. Uh, but like I said, it wasn't that much of a reward. You have okay. to spend obviously tons of money yeah. to get anything. So but still, still I appreciate it. I was like, take my pennies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Did you uh, did you pennies. get to check out any hides while you were there? Because uh, that's actually where I get my hides at. Or I have I been getting my them. hides. Well, I saw that there were hides there, but I like to try to put tuck my head down and keep walking. Because once I go and I'm like, I'm just going to buy anything. Oh, I need a little bit more extra. Oh, I got 10 packs mm-hmm. of these. It doesn't hurt if I get, you know, an extra 10. So, like, I just, <laughs> I put my head down and kept walking because I bought so many hides. Because it was my first time really buying, like, thick hides to bead on um, okay. this year. So, um, I ordered a few online and they just weren't what I what they should be and so 
just kept ordering until I got it right. And so I have a ton <laughs> of buckskin. That's why I was like, I'm not buying any more while I'm here. I'm okay. just going to use what I have first because I yeah. have way too much in all different colors. And, you know, it's 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 not the, the route I should be taking financially. So <laughs> I have a few bucks worth. <laughs> Gee, double oh, entendre. Man. I like what you did there. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay, I didn't you know what I mean? You know, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was dope. Look at you. I know, I know. With these, with there's the levels to this shit. Exactly. No, you know, <laughs> the, the poetry just flows out of my mouth. Just yes. Kidding. Well, I'm excited to see uh, this uh, hopefully buckskin dress you uh, throw together for oh, <laughs> all your hides, <laughs> little patchwork. <laughs> <laughs> just the just amount jokes. of work that is that it takes, but I do have to do a set actually do have a dress someone actually talked me into a nut well they didn't they just took my let me think about it as okay you're gonna do my dress and i'm just like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. acknowledgement <laughs> does not mean <laughs> yeah so that i'm taking on the work see, you'll see something with some buckskin on in the oh, future okay there's, then. there's quite a few things i have some moxins i have to do so yeah. um Distress is is on my shoulders as we speak. As I as I say every project that I need to do, <laughs> I'm crying you. on the inside. <laughs> 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 oh, but yes, that's okay. I absolutely Happy feel you customers. on that. I right well <laughs> yes for you 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 be keeping your customers happy you bust things out and Girl, again forever forever <laughs> forever you're full time so you know? much that's why i'm just like you know what? i'm cutting off orders so i kind of hit yeah. that phase i've started turning people away this last month so where i'm at is pretty solid i want to play catch up on that and just kind of mm-hmm. whitewash my hands a little bit yeah, clear it but what out. What have you been getting up to? Enough about me. No, what never that. Always, always more. Um, yeah. Well, as as far as beating, I finally got back uh, because it was about three weeks that I hadn't touched uh, any needles or anything. Part mm-hmm. of that was when I was sick, you know. So I was, mm-hmm. you know, just sitting in bed, uh, and then took a little while to get back in. Yeah. And I am currently working on a set right now. So I finished some hair ties. I'm halfway through the cuffs, and then I have yeah. leggings and moccasins. Um, so I started with the smallest thing and I'm working up to the larger things. Uh, so that's kind of a trip. So yeah, just like you, I'm like uh, crying on the inside, um, especially too, because I have uh, other other projects that are lined up and my, my calendar is getting really crunched. And uh, mm-hmm. so I just want to try to avoid that. I did have somebody or I've had people reach out and they're like, oh, when can I get on here? And I'm like, you can't, sorry. <laughs> like, Never. And not even like in a bad way yet. Yeah, just it's like logistically you know i'm like i am so stacked with these things already that like i honestly can't even entertain the conversation Mm -hmm. around possibly making something outside of what i already have yeah Uh, a lot of beaters i feel like are cutting people off and it's like obviously because they need to you know but it's like right but it's not even chris it's not even thanksgiving yet and people are <laughs> right. cutting off order so it's like us bead workers are booked so you <laughs> yeah. know, check back in in 2022 <laughs> for real which i wonder if that too will help with like the whole the the luxury aspect of it you know because you know being so attainable being so reachable being able to get your bead work so quick you know 
people mm-hmm. hassle, bargain, and you know, oh, I can get it for this price. Oh, that's too much. I can get it for lower, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. With a lot of beaters like stopping and being like, actually, back up because yeah. <laughs> I don't back have up, the capacity, <laughs> right? <laughs> Throwing bows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then yeah, then it, you know, uh, supply and demand. You know, like hopefully, you know, that plays into at least the perspective change for people to be like, yeah, like. You know, this is luxury shit that we're that we're getting, and it, oh, is, it is an expression of the person. Um, so, not to take it so much for granted that like you can just reach out to any beater and get something from them. You oh, know, for sure, uh, for sure. And like Hulu posted something today on her story, and it was it was like. It's never, how are you? It's always, are you taking orders? <laughs> I was just like, I oh did see that. That's so true. <laughs> but right? I love mean, I love uh, the because like it really, it, it's artwork, you know? Like, yeah. first of all, yes. it's priceless because it's handmade, you know Go what off. I mean? And then everything that comes behind it, not only us as an artist and our artistry, but, you know, the history it has incorporated or, you know, just looking at the bag behind you that's hung up. Like, everything mm-hmm. comes with a story. And it really is a piece of artwork. Yeah. And people are paying for your time as well. So it's like, yeah. if they're getting in with an order for you, you know, if you are booked, like, you are obviously a respected artist. So it's like, you, yes. you can't really haggle people because you're paying for a piece of artwork. That is literally one of a kind. You can make the same thing, but it's not exactly the same. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you're not only paying for the item, you're paying for the time and, you know, the reputation of that artist. And, you know, if they really respect you, they're going to pay what you what you offer because you're not easily accessed. You know, your time is very valuable. So but it's also a blessing to the artist even to be and to get to that point. Because I remember when I started beating and. I'm like, I just want anybody to, to, to ask me for a order. Like, I, mm, I just started, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to get known. I want people to want my work. Yes. And I used to be so excited when people asked for my work. And I was such a perfectionist. I wanted to produce the best stuff. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, I'm overbooked. And so it's like a blessing in disguise to yeah. really, you know, watch. Not only are you um, seeing your growth, you know, you kind of have an audience out there to be like, yeah, she is growing as an artist. And it's a beautiful thing. So, um, but yeah, orders, orders, orders. Yes. I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm with you guys too at this point. To it's like, <laughs> oh, let me just finish. <laughs> let me just finish. For real, that, that statement right there, let me just finish, you know, it's a good <laughs> like I just want to get too. through this. <laughs> and I, and I hate to yeah. make it sound like oh, everyone's a drag because yes. that's not it at all. Agreed. It's just, Agreed. The sitting, the back, you know, but wanting mm-hmm. to get it done and your fingers are sore. So, I mean, it all, that, 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 that's what they're paying for too. You know what I mean? That's what, yeah. they're, what they, they also don't realize that they're paying for is they're, we really are putting ourselves into this work. And so it gets kind of hard when people are always, you're taking this, you're doing this, you're doing this. Can you pay for this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't pay. You know what I mean? So it becomes yeah. a lot. Um, so those are the behind the scenes, I guess. For real. Speed workers and, you know, people probably don't understand. I know. They're like, what? <laughs> no. And I'm always down to teach people too, you know, cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I can teach you, you know, like I, I'll show you, uh, so you can do it yourself because mm-hmm. trust me, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Just know that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I know that that sounds like callous and harsh, yet um, one is just like an acknowledgement of myself and what I have the capability, like, you know, just taking care of myself, my own capacity and my own mental yeah. health and your yeah, own physical self, right? And then beyond that, um, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, we can still exchange this indigenous knowledge. Um, you know, if you want this thing so bad, like you can make it. 
Uh, mm-hmm. You can go through the things that I went through mm-hmm. uh, to, to get to the point uh, where you're creating the things. You know, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll teach you the I'll teach you the stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's that's kind of where my focus has shifted to. Where I'm like, no, I don't take orders. And then like, especially with people around me, I'm like, I can teach you. I'll show you how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And you can go off and do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just know that it won't be me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Right. So, yeah, Do you that's... ever get native comments on your Instagram? Just what like is that? What is negative. a native comment? Negative. negative. Oh, negative. <laughs> I was like, native comments? Or I was like, what are these? I know. I was, like, <laughs> what? Like, I was like, I guess these people identify as native, so then that would make it a native comment. <laughs> that would be a Start self identifying comments. That show, I'm very disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> negative comments on, on my beadwork? Not like about your work or just about whether it's a post or your comment or mm. I'm re- because I'll let I you I want to hear your story. First. Well, no, I'm just realizing okay. like if I post like a statement or uh, if I have something on my, co- like in my caption and I'm yeah. like, okay, maybe I'm, you know, my feet are, you know, kind of getting a little wet and people are starting to see me because, you know, the negative, negative comments uh, are kind of creeping oh, yeah. in here or there. And I'm just I get like, what you're saying. all right. You know, this is more of a compliment because if you took time out of your day to scroll way deep down into my photos to comment on something. Oh, not even a fresh one. No. And then and it's like and then that's the other thing, too. So this girl posted I posted my original um, Indian hat. I put it on there. I was like, hey, wide brim Indian hat um, for sale, whatever. Yeah. And so she comments and she was just like. This isn't, we don't use the term Indian. We use the term native. And I'm like, well, obviously I am native. So, like, I understand that, but this is the name of the style of the hat. And so she's like, well, you should really just be a advocate. What did she say? She said something like, you, well, you should really, um, not know better or but be better mm. kind of a thing. And so I was like, all right, mm. I don't got time today, but I will make time. So I get back <laughs> onto my comments. I literally start typing and then I couldn't comment. And so I go to her and she literally said her two cents and then blocks me. And I was uh, like, okay, annoying. so you're gonna, you know, throw glass, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, throw yeah, rocks yeah. at glass house, like throw rocks yeah. and run basically. Yes, yes. And so... I'm like, I must be coming up in the world because these negative, you know, mm. trolls want to come on my pictures and act like they know everything. And so today I posted another Indian hat. I'm like, let me just okay. break it down. And so then oh, okay. like where the term came from. And then I had another guy go down and no, even on the, um, you know, when I did that post of like pricing your work, there was a yeah, few Yeah, from a few weeks ago, yeah. To where it's like, oh, just leave us alone. I'm like, okay, obviously this affected you, for you so you're the person I'm definitely talking to. But it's like, it's right. like man. You're like, the broke motherfucker who, no <laughs> <way>. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's like, man, I'm so tempted to comment, but at the same time, you know, and I hate, I, I don't mind clapping back at people, but yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to allow you to try to take the point away that I'm trying to push with this message and I am not going to give you the attention that you want. So I'll usually just delete them. Or if I, if I have the time, I don't mind clapping. You'll do it. It's just like, (laughs) Oh man. And so I wanted to know like how you deal with them or if you get, and it's not a lot, it's very just rare. It's just kind of here and there. 
that I've been noticing it more often. Yeah. And so I'm like, I wonder how he kind of deals with any. Yeah. Well, in regards to to homie who wanted to like comment on your thing. um, One, you already lost me at should. Like, don't tell me anything of what I am going to be doing in my life. Save that for yourself. Um, this yeah. is my life over here. You know, what's up? Like, there's that like one little meme of like the kids like, mind your business or whatever. Like they're in the back of the, <laughs> they're in the back of the car and they're in their car seat and they're like, oh yeah, to their mom. Their mom's like saying something. She's like, mind your business. Mind your business. Uh, that's how I feel. You have with, to send that to me. <laughs> I'm going search it up and I'm going to find it. And yeah, Please I'll send it to you because it's hilarious. And then beyond that, I'm like, girl, uh, it's we native don't lump you know mm-hmm. everyone has their own things um it's self-identification and beyond that if you want to really get into it being native american is still dating yourself to america it's still dating yourself to contact and these colonial mm-hmm. structures you know we're pre-american if anything and beyond that in most of our cultures you know we don't identify anything besides being people you know, yeah, Nimipu exactly. Temtki in the Nez Perce language to Tolkien, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Nimipu, the people. Um, that's yeah. literally our name. And you'll find that amongst many of our cult or many of our different tribes and, and groups and areas, you know, our names aren't anything outside of, you know, an acknowledgement of the people. Uh, mm-hmm. So even when you want to get down to like the real, like sticky, icky st- semantics of it all, like, miss me, you know? Yeah, it was just funny because I'm like, because I don't use the term. I don't like that term, obviously, because we weren't, you know, we're not from India. So I don't right. use the term at all. I always say native or indigenous. But it was just funny because she just came on and was like, oh, well, you should set the example. Like, we don't say this. And I'm like, first of all, like. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I so like I literally was like about to set like center. Like, OK, well, first of all, you are. She's like, I don't mean to be rude. I'm like, clearly you do. So mm. and like and so then I was about to give her like a history lesson on why it's a, called it. Like it literally says Indian Joe on the hat. Like those it's mm. just it's just the style of hat. And yeah. so then she obviously was like, all right, you know, well, the I'm going to my point and then block you. So I'm like. All right, whatever. And I'm Which like one of those people like, hey, I will know. leave you my phone number. I will drop a pin. If you got something to say, <laughs> right? you can come Look. and say it to me directly. You know what I mean? I'm one of Check those Check your DMs. People. I sent you a Zoom it's, link. And that's what I, I was literally about to DM her. And that's when I noticed it. And so I was like, all right. So today I was like, you know what? Let me break down the history just for those that don't know. And so I literally put it on the caption. Because it's like the Indian hat with that hat, it was like, Back in like the early, I don't even know when we started to necessarily wear hats, but I knew we were already wearing them within like the early 1900s. So within the early 1900s, there was a language barrier between the hat maker and us when we went to go purchase a hat. And so obviously the, the hat maker just wanted to take the money and like, all right, here, here's your hat. Like we, they couldn't, they couldn't have a conversation as to how to shape the hat. So it was just left rounded. So that's why it was called an Indian hat because of that language barrier and we were commonly only the ones that wore hats that way so i'm like well let me just break it down on today's post so <laughs> that's yes. what i did but it was just yeah i was just kind of curious what, as we were talking yeah. about and you know our yeah. social media like how do i haven't really those? gotten like hater hater stuff i've gotten a few things here and there nothing crazy i yeah. did have a period where somebody was critiquing my stuff left and right um, See, I haven't had anything personal when it comes to, like, my actual beadwork. It's just, like I said, my captions or my comments that I, like, 
whatever that I make. I had somebody who'd be like, these colors are too close together. Um, they, All right. They don't, Bye. Like, I would give that no attention. Right. And I... <laughs> And, and that, well, that I, that one stands out right now. I think about it. Yet That's the whole point of that too. post was, "Hey, look at back at how I used to bead, however many years ago. It's great that I've made progress since this point." And so then they were critiquing my work from like five years, six years prior. And so it's just like. Girl, that's part of the post is like yeah. me saying like <laughs> I have learned these things. Um, mm. Yeah, but I or however I have had people who like are it was like one or two people who kept coming through and being like, oh, this thing, like oh, don't do it that way. You better do it this way. And you know, it's just nobody like, girl, did nobody ask you? Nobody, did nobody likes ask you. Yeah, you know what I mean? like nobody. And I hate when people try to do that because it's like, hey, if you want to run, run it back. Like I'll run it back and I will break it down. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? And it's like I hate when people try to act like they know something. It's like if you're really that curious or interested, why don't you ask questions before you make a judgment? And that's what something I try to do just myself. It's just like, hey, if something I don't that doesn't sit right with me or I disagree with, how about I ask a question as opposed to just attacking? So like with you, it's like, well, why did you use those two colors so close together? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then make my judgments off your answer as opposed to just <laughs> making judgments. And it's like, how are you going to critique somebody artwork? You know what I'm saying? How are you going to critique yeah. the artist? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Are you going to go like... I was going to say pull up because um, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've clicked on your profile and the level of what you're producing don't look nothing like what I'm producing over here. So, um, no, I'm just joking. Me? That's a little... That, no, not you. Oh, to these people. Like, all right, not, turn, turn the mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Leave meeting. <laughs> Screaming. Never you. Oh, my gosh. Full admiration uh, for being work no, by Michaela and all the skill. I'm talking about the haters out there. Oh my gosh, how hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> you were ready. You were like laptop closed. <laughs> Close my little my little my little slider on my camera. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, these people who like comment and then I'm like, um no. <laughs> like and yeah. it, it's horrible, yeah. Um, and also kind of true. Um, yeah, again, also horrible. Kanye West mentioned, uh, I guess, yeah, the name and all the things. Um, however, he was like, I don't take advice from people less successful than I am. And I know that that's like super callous and it has like a lot of flaws in the statement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much in that same regard where it's just like, mm, you know, like you're sitting well, here trying true. to advise me from the sideline, girl. Like I'm on the field. Yeah, I mean, there's cockiness and there's confidence. I can't stand cockiness, but if Ooh, you have confidence and you have the receipts to back up your statement in terms of what success is, and it's very apparent about yeah. your success versus their success, especially trolls on the internet, it's like, yeah. yeah, you have every right to say it. And it's like you work hard to be able to put success on your name, you know what I mean? Yeah. And say that you're successful. So especially when you're comparing to people who are just feeding you negative energy, like you're already above them even if you didn't accomplish what most people accomplish you know what i mean like truth they're already below you but t anyway. on the hierarchy on the grand scheme of life nay, on the <laughs> michelle obama uh roads of life <laughs> you were just automatically higher and they're just automatically gone low i'm joking uh, <laughs> exactly i forgot about that one <laughs> uh too good
Uh, <laughs> oh, there was something else I was going to say, but I don't remember. No worries. I, I hope you find it. Um, also, you probably won't. <laughs> so, so random thing. Uh, I haven't done like or you know no real extra talk about uh, a nest purse word or phrase uh, for a while. I was thinking uh, about that. Yeah. So I opened up my dictionary as we we're getting ready, and um, I found um, a word: uh, Anisa Pawiski. Uh, Anisa Pawiski uh, comes from Pewis, which is tongue, uh, the noun for tongue, Pewis. Uh, mm -hmm. And then um, I make a promise to give um, or I give with my tongue is basically how you say that. Like Anisa Pawiski. Um, yeah, uh, which I thought was kind of cool um, because I like a lot of that stuff. I think even like the way that we express worry is like I think with my heart. Um, you know, so I, I always love uh, seeing gems like that in the uh, Nest Purse Dictionary. Um, so I make a promise to give. Anisa Pawiski, um, I give with my tongue. Uh, however, <laughs> the fun part underneath that is Pewitz Wiyetwa, which is a uh, quote unquote. Uh, clitoris. Uh, clitoris. I was going to say, this can get real sexual, but you know, I'm feeling too deep so we're so not going to be a child and yeah, say so, then, so then the reference is 1883, and it says possibly coming from uh, Pau's Wiyatwa, um, which is vulva tongue. Uh, Alright, for any kids, please cover your ears. Look, <laughs> the entire show has already been marked as explicit parents, anyways. You know, but there's a parent in the room, you make that judgment, alright? Yeah. Well, so then here's the thing about it. So this is what I love about the Nest Purse Dictionary is that I, you fall into a rabbit hole, right? So I just open it up to a random page. I found something that was cool. You know, I make a promise. I give with my tongue, right? Mm -hmm. Going on, reading into it. Uh, then, yeah, then the other word, uh, vulva tongue coming from tewa. And so then I went to tewa, uh, and then I remembered what that verb is. So tewa is a C verb, and it means uh, to be with someone or something, be mixed, be together. So you can use that in many ways. Like you can talk about your coffee being mixed, sugar mixed, uh, eating something with somebody, um, smoking a pipe, all these things. There's like different ways that it works. Um, however, wiyatwa um, is spending time together, uh, companion or woman's genitals or vulva. Um, and uh, so then like then it reminded me, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that word uh, because we, yeah, as one goes or as time passes, um, uh, we, yeah, twatza, I am accompanying. So like I am being with somebody or it can also be like, I am copulating. Um, mm -hmm. And so then going back to the other one, pow's we, uh, So pow is coming from pewis tongue. And then we, is like uh, the act of like being with somebody or like, uh, you know, accompanying or copulating. So it's like literally like tongue copulating uh, for the word that means vulva tongue. Um, so I just think that it's kind of crazy that like I opened up my book and I found something really like easy, you know, like I make a promise like, oh, with my tongue I give, you know, um, mm -hmm. and then also <laughs> vulva tongue and then, you know, copulating with the tongue uh, to signify. So um, 
I know that's super random. Yeah. However, it that's is, like that, that's that's okay. also that's also the dictionary. That's what I love yeah. about it. Is like you 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 find one thing and then it's like a full rabbit hole into something else. And then oh, just like yeah. the associations, you know, mm-hmm. um, of like okay, so the tongue accompanying somebody is now how we talk about um, a clitoris, girl. Yeah. That means. Um, Oral and yeah, <laughs> what exactly. I think, you know what I mean. So it's like, oh, because then even like, um, like laughing or like being happy, mm-hmm. or it's like the same as um to make love, you know. Um, mm, like that's actually yeah. very pretty. You sense. know what yeah, I mean? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's just a different part... it's a different shift in your perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's what it said on um that show I was telling you about into the West. Mm. West Duty plays the character. I forget which character he plays, but he one of his um, parts or one of his what's the word? I'm not doing very good today at remembering things. But um, roles. What do you call it to where situation? Their script when they say something. Lines. Lines. Okay. Yeah. So one of his lines were. Yeah, you're gonna have to help me out for the rest of the show. Whose line is it anyway? No, joking. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Continue. he was like, um, one of his lines was like. That's the thing with white men's white man's talk is there's no music. Like it doesn't sound Ooh. like music. It was like with, with us, our language is like music. You know, it's so oh. that's what made me think of that when you were when you were saying it because it's true. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? Oh. But um, yeah, chills, <laughs> absolute yeah. chills. Yeah, yeah. Oh my when, when you gosh! Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is beautiful. That's honestly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, again, yeah, because I, I love my dictionary and I love the language. I love going in and it's finding all that stuff. You know, even like I was saying, like laughing, um, also being associated with like making love. You know, like you use the same, you, you can often use the same expression to to cover different things. Uh, and it's like, yes, like it, it makes sense, you know, Um these like different ways or like even the worry thing, you know, like I think with my heart because yeah, there's a, there's a portion of your being, your body and what you care for that causes you to worry. It's not just like this mental thing as we think in, in English and in colonial structure, you know? Yeah. Um, wow. That was a good one. Thanks for the little, the little Nini Putimt lesson today. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we needed one. It's yeah. I was thinking of that the same, like, so I was at my mom's uh-huh. and I was like cleaning up everything that was like in my room and like going through different totes. And um, I found like all my Nespers language notes um, from high school and in college. And I was like, now I can bring some words to the table. <laughs> yeah. Since I don't got a dictionary, since no one wants to give me Oh, that's for the right. Dictionary. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, you know, so we got to like, change this. We definitely have to change that. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to order one. But I, I literally was talking to a friend of mine and I'm like, they give gifts out for everything. <laughs> like, or they give dictionaries out for everything. And I was like, I haven't gotten one yet. I'm like, but I'm over it. I'm going to get one now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not that yes, I deserve yes. one. But I'm just like cough, cough, hint, hint. If anybody, you know, <laughs> throwing it out there. Any spare dictionaries out there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My mailing address is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, too good. Yo, West Duty has some awesome lines because even uh, on Reservation Dogs, when he uh, oh, yeah. was playing in 
uh, in that episode in his talk about copper mm-hmm. uh, and like the indigenous knowledge behind copper and its uses for like fighting cholera and different other disease, how it wards off like back. It's an antibacterial or something like that in it. Um, that, so they talked know. about and then well that was like the discussion within the episode was that like okay. he, he he dropped some facts about copper and then cheese was there and he was like oh, yeah, there I on his phone and he was like that. oh yeah like actually that that all tracks uh, and so then it's just like another acknowledgement of indigenous knowledge and stuff that like has been known for centuries yeah, um, yeah you know then gets weeded out so that's dope that he has like these cool uh, teachable moments in, a, in his many roles yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, mean, I, I he's got oh, an Oscar for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think his most teachable moment is the one that I uh, uh, in Dances with Wolves when you're surrounded by all your enemies, just to throw your hands up and war hoop one last time uh, <laughs> <laughs> to go out fighting. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, know. I used to be so afraid of him when I was a kid because uh, he was just so evil in that movie. Um, which in you know with he just ha- yeah he has like such a countenance in all of his films, you know. Yeah. Um, which is brilliant beyond compare. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just remember being a little kid, you know, uh, like like the like the little three kids who oh the ten ten and there's like smiles a lot or whatever and mm-hmm. yeah they were like almost gonna get killed by him and yeah, yeah anyways kind of scary but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. However, scary, when he was facing death, when he was when he was circled up and he was like, all right, I ain't got nowhere else to go. He let out a mean more cry. And, yeah, you know, went out with a bang literally. Um, so, you know, he's been dropping gems for generations now. Gosh, I wish I had a good war hoop. I, I, I do. When people look at me, I keep my mouth shut. I'm like, you don't want to hear it. Although, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, my classmates and us met up. And, you know, there's a little to peeping involved. I was going to say, are you up on the hill or what? Your girl woke up with a sore throat. I, sound, I sounded like I was a smoker for like all my life the next day. And I was just out there war whooping like back to yes. back. And I was like, all right, that was a night to remember, but never again. <laughs> like, I know whoever was around me did not want to hear that terrible war whoop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want to hear. I'm so excited. There's going to come a day where, where it's going to come across and be like, oh yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, if you ever have a good time and you know, it's going to take a few, but I mean, I, I'll, no I might get there. We I don't can get know. There. We can get there. Hopefully not. I don't want to do that to your ears. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like a wounded dog trying to thank you. Yeah, well, I have my inside voice war hoop now. You know my like that's that's my inside voice one. Then I have like a fierce one, um, yeah, and then yeah, then I have my I party one those. too. Uh, <laughs> You, my little sister Chloe is so good at war hooping. Word. She'll do it on the spot. She'll be like, Chloe, I'll be like Chloe war hoop. She'll be like, all right, and she'll just belt one out. And I'm like, I need that kind of confidence. <laughs> That's so good. I remember my uncles teasing uh, my my cousin Aaron and I when we were kids because uh, we used to have screaming contests. We used to love to scream. That was like our thing um, mm-hmm. to see who could scream the highest and the loudest. They hated us. They absolutely. <laughs> hated us we loved to scream he was obsessed with mariah carey and you know her whistle tones so oh, like yes. going as high as possible was like goals <laughs> back mm-hmm. then um and then you know just being two competitive little gay boys being like who can scream the highest and the loudest <laughs> 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 right and then when it came time to be like let's hear your war hoops they were just like the ah! 
like the most like ugly, <laughs> nasty things ever. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until like late later in life. I, I want to say like my late teens where I finally like developed where I was like, oh, I can place it here in, in my voice. chest. Yeah, chest. Like anything prior. Puberty, just a terrible time to war. <laughs> Oh right, man. not not the time to train them up. Not mm. not during puberty. Not not prepubescent <laughs> either. Uh, <laughs> oh oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm I'm hoping to hear this one day. Wow. Um, <laughs> I probably won't be. What's the word? I won't be. You know, in probably the right headspace to remember it, which is gonna be okay. No, no worries. As long as, it, as, long as the experience happens. <laughs> They're going to be like, I'm not with her. <laughs> Wherever you're at, I'm not with her. <laughs> it's the hard shift. 180 going the other way. Ooh, ooh never mind. Need a couple <laughs> shots for that one. <laughs> Jeez, whose cousin is that anyways? <laughs> Who dropped her off with us? Right. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Not, not a good war hooper. <sighs> um... Well, yeah, so I, I freshly today watched the first episode of Tulsa Burning. Um, oh, good. Which you mentioned last week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a History Channel feature that's now on Hulu, yeah? Yeah, um, really good. And uh, I, I didn't get to hop into the other episodes. I don't know how many more there are. I didn't even get to check. Uh, however, Where's that first funny? episode, okay, okay, probably like three or four, or like mm-hmm. a, a short I series, think, basically. I say it's three, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, however, that first one, I was just like, oh my gosh, just deepest exhale. I have chills right now thinking about mm-hmm. it. Just all the stuff that like was covered in the episode. And mm-hmm. and it's only the beginning of, well, obviously because it's broken up into parts. Yeah. Of, yeah. of the, the major talking point or uh, of the major theme of the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, just within that first episode alone, it was just like learning so much and then also all the things that align basically the point i'm trying to make is just like mm. <sighs> like america with the biggest eye roll <laughs> and just like how you know just like how they keep doing the exact same thing i i keep saying that we are living in the exact same thing as our as our, as our predecessors oh, yeah, just in a sure. different way yep. um and so then when you see it broken down you're like these are the exact same ingredients mm-hmm. the exact same they're just different you know yeah um and uh so like even as we like hop into <laughs> like talking more about it it's just like or i guess the first thing i want to say beyond that too is like i hope that people take more care in what they show because one thing that I did find very disturbing about watching that show is that they show a lot of images of people strung up from trees. You know, they show mm-hmm. the lynchings. They show these mass amounts of white men standing around dead black bodies. Such strange um, fruit. You know what I mean? And so like I even had to like close my eyes a lot because that's that's one of the reasons why I don't watch slave theme movies or slave movies anymore because I'm done taking those images into my body because again like our bodies our brains they don't understand the difference of real life and and 
these entertainment things, you know, they're still processing it the exact same way. So these are traumas that I'm putting onto my body. And so that's one thing that I was just kind of like, I hope that there's more care for this type of stuff in the future where you're mm-hmm. not exposing people to these major traumatic events with these horrifying images. It's mm-hmm. like, it's it's horrible. And then not only is it just an image documenting a moment, you see like the malice and the evil and the groups of people that are around this poor deceased person that is literally strung up and lifeless. Um, and so they showed so many photos of lynchings, which again is valid in that it is history it is truth it is the documentation of the of a fraction of a decimal of a piece of a dust particle part of particle of of what these people do and have done for centuries yeah even then it's just like that one tiny little thing um Mm-hmm. It, it brings a lot out in me, the person, you know? Yeah. The sad <sighs> part is with all those photos that you are seeing is white <clears throat> people use, used to use them as postcard cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Like the entertainment value, like a, which is so. Yeah. What? Pride for, for white people. I was watching on Netflix. There's like, there's a show about pop. Uh, this is pop or whatever. Um, and again, remember, I, I only try to intake media that is, um, that only, that has people of color as the primary focus. I don't like to take in white media anymore. Um, so on the, this is pop, I was like, okay, I'll watch certain number of these episodes. Um, and they acknowledge like for the, for the boy band episode that like, in sync, 98 degrees, backstreet boys, like all of them, the blueprint was boys to men, a, a black male group. Oh, wow. You know? So they acknowledged that with pop. Um, and then there was a couple, and like in another episode too, um, they showed like, yes, all these people like became super famous, yet that all goes back to this initial black artist or this initial black mm-hmm. group, right? However, when I got to the country episode, they opened with Lil Nas X. Um, to, you know, like black body, black everything. Yet within the entire discussion of country in that entire episode, they never acknowledge the black roots of country music itself. Um, They, right? And so it was like the most infuriating thing to watch. Um, And then especially like, you know, they're like country comes down to authenticity and style and this and that. And it's like, y'all don't have none of that. (laughs) Like, these are your core pillars. You don't have that. Yeah. That doesn't come naturally from you. You only rip from people just with like we see with the race riots. As soon as um, black wealth accumulates, you know, all these black businesses are Economic booming. Jealousy, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, y'all got freedom. You can create and you can actually do better than us. No, fuck that. We're going to come through. We're literally going to stand outside of your house in mass. We're going to, uh, you know, burn crosses. We're going to come in. We're going to kill certain family members in very horrible ways. Uh, and we're going to rape you know the the others who are around um 
all these atrocities, all these ways of stripping from us because y'all can't keep up. And I hate, sorry, now I'm on my rant. I hate in that in that show where they kept talking about white supremacy, white supremacy. And I'm like, no, it's white motherfucking inferiority. You know, it's mm-hmm. that Im- that it's that impoverished sense of self that, oh, it's, it's the animal backed into a corner that makes them ravage and rage. And we have seen this January, January 6, 2021. We see the way that they mass together when something doesn't go their way, you know, and then they react in these horrible, horrible and dangerous ways. People literally lost their lives, you know, and like over 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 their reactionary ways. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think about that security guard who got back down with that mob. And I'm just like, that poor yeah. man. You know, these things have been going on for centuries. The second that you let people, like, that you let white people know how inferior and how just, like, not they are, that's when they rip through. Um, and it, it's disgusting in all the ways. Uh, and so, yeah, I, 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 today I learned that I'm, I think I'm, I'm basically done with even that term of quote unquote white supremacy because there ain't supreme nothing, you know, it's all inferiority and it's all stealing from people. It's all coming through violently and, and doing this for generations in front of the younger people so that they see like, oh, if you act up and, and if you act out, we're literally going to rip you away from your family and we're going to kill you in front of them. You know, um, it's, it's this inferiority complex. It's their, uh, um, not, uh, gosh, darn it. Well, I'm just going to go with inferiority, inferiority complex right now. Um, that just, uh, fragility. That's the word that I was looking yes, for. Yes, white that, fragility. that, that fragility girl. And once it snaps, it snaps and, it, and it's such a joke, you know, Oh, someone so got fired. He's going to go shoot up the place. No, it's for real. Yeah. You know, oh, watch out for little Timmy because when he snaps and then he goes ham on every kid in the school. It's for real. It's this animalistic hatred um, that just like it literally it's it's an animal backed into a corner. Um, and so even with that one phrase itself, I was just like, no, we need to stop using that. Or like, at least for me, I'm going to stop using that because there is no supremacy. It's, it's this system that has been set up um, and supported through violent action and actual policy you know it's it's governmental it's written into law these black codes um uh, the the severalty and the treaties with indians um all of these ways in which they divide and conquer even in the ways of uh with the five civilized tribes and giving them black people as, or, you know, Africans as property, as slaves, you know, it's a way of contention because noting that the two of us coming, the two populations of us coming together, how powerful Mm -hmm. we are and how we can overtake everything from them, you know, they have to make contention between us. They have to give us different sets of land and sets of plots so that we are individualistic rather than community based in the way that we're naturally born to be in the way that we've executed, um, successful societies and communities for generations and for millennia. Mm. <sighs> I'm with you. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like once whites feel like they're less in control, then that's how they take, that's how they take it. They took their control and they took their power in ways that they can. Like even for now, like currently today, I mean, back then was a whole nother story. It's obviously once their power was questioned or once their power was, you know, 
almost overran up to a sense, especially in Tulsa. It's like they do what they can to use that power against us. So there's mass incarceration. Back then there's obviously yep. lynching, raping, yep. taking their, burning down their houses. Now there's uh, drug placement even with um, mm-hmm. uh, totally blanked on his name. Um, but during that home pe- period between when Oh, like Reagan and like back then? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. Like Reagan, Nixon area. It's totally yeah, blinking, era. yeah. So that it's like yeah. they place that into our communities and it's yeah. just having no opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so as soon as white people have touched foot in this country, they took what they wanted. Privilege is deep-rooted. And these are my notes that I wrote down when I was Go reading on. this book. Cause I, but basically, and I, I like post up all my books and highlight, but that was one of the things that I noted was as soon as white people touched foot in this country... They took what they wanted. Privilege is deep-rooted, and when equality becomes the topic of discussion amongst all races, backlash occurs, entitlement and hatred flourishes out of fear. So that was yeah. just one of my notes. But it's true, and even if you look at the Tulsa Tulsa massacre, um, do you know how it got started? Uh, with the, the, the elevator... Exactly. He yeah. just tripped getting into the elevator and nudged her shoulder. Which and that's still alleged. You know, crazy. it's still uncertain what, what actually exactly. happened no one in really there. truly knows what yes. happens, but obviously two people came out alive. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so and, it's like, and for people who don't know, and, and what was covered in this episode, they talk about a, a, a black gentleman who was forced to leave his job, walk a few blocks to another place in order to ride an elevator up to the fourth floor of another mm-hmm. building just to go to the colored restroom oh, while on the shift. Yeah. And the elevator attendant at the time was a uh, a white young lady. And so the door is closed. Nobody exactly knows what happened within the elevator itself. However, something occurred. And then this person, the, the white, the young lady screamed. And so then uh, this black man in fear uh, ran and, and then you know, there's all the implications of, you know, sexual assault and rape and, you know, trying to take our women and, you know, uh, who knows all the other things of just like whatever that enraged this, the, the, the surrounding, um, Mm -hmm. white passerbys and white gentlemen, which then amassed into, um, you know, exactly what, if, if you want to see what it looks like, just, you know, go to YouTube and, and, you know, look for January 6th, 2021, because that's the exact same thing that it looked like back then, just in a more violent way. Um, yeah. Sorry. Anyways, so continue. Like, oh, no, no. I was just going to, basically, that's how it started. So I'm glad you kind of gave that whole breakdown. Yeah. But yeah. Just so for anyone who didn't, to, you know, didn't yeah, know. Didn't really know <laughs> Got to let him into the conversation. A lot of people probably have not. I didn't know that's yeah, how it yeah. originated myself until I see Learn today, but, um, literally. Yeah. And so... Basically, I think they called to lynch him and black people were like, no, you're not lynching another mm-hmm. one of ours. And yeah. they basically just stood outside and I think a gunshot went off accidentally. So, of course, white people are going to use that as an excuse to just start killing masses of black people and rummaging their their shops and their buildings and basically destroying what they have built. You know, and that's the sad part is like this was a safe space. You know, yeah. this is what their ancestors before them escaped and even them have escaped you know, Jim Crow and KKK and mm, finally yep. imagine being free. All you've ever known is bondage. And then you go and start a life for you and your family, create economic freedom, at least somewhat in what you knew of it on your own, through your own smarts, because you were refused an education and you finally get everything established. You literally have everything you can think of in your community, a library, a hospital, a bar, a restaurant, you know, 
everything photography you need to learn studios a all the and then things white people just wipe it all out and kill you with it and you know barely there hasn't been there wasn't that many people that got away and on the same at the same time at the same portion especially nowadays not a lot of people would have known anything about it but because one person decided to make a documentary of its last survivors mm-hmm. and they were really old even at the time when they even had this this documentary that's the only reason we even know about it today is because only yeah. a few spoke about it. Otherwise, nobody would really... They didn't even tell their family members about them. Yeah. They were just known not to talk about the massacre. Yeah. You know, they just... It was not a good day in history. But because of one documentary that was made, I don't know the lady's name who did it, we wouldn't know anything about it. And it's like, that's exactly what they want from us. Yes. You know? And yeah. there was so much land that we owned to where now I think there's still... there's there there There, there are some... People and black lawyers, I believe, that are trying to get those reparations in terms of allotments and land that was already theirs. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know too much about it, so I don't want to speak speak on it. But I know reparations are either in the works or being fought for, which is a really good feeling. But um, to circle back again. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, um, come on. Brought up get us dizzy. And the security <laughs> guard and just what he had to endure doing the one black security guard that was there that had a well I'm sure there was more but the key black security yeah, guard that yes, was being yes. shown yes. um he was just basically saying he was or maybe he was a police officer no he had to be just a security guard but anyway he worked Good at the capitol yeah his job was to defend, defend the capitol so technically yeah I guess security guard yeah and the Senate, and, the the lawmakers that are inside you know mm-hmm. And that was what he was saying. He was like, he just knew he always wanted to work there. And it was just breathtaking by being in that building and looking up and seeing that slaves literally built that building and seeing such the amazing architecture. And that's one thing he just, you know, he's overwhelmed by when he goes to work. And then to be a part of that January 6th, you know, terror, terrorist act, realistically. Yes. And, um, just him having to fight off so many people, people calling him a nigger. And he's like, you're not calling it to me. I'm cult workers, niggers. Like, I'm literally here yeah. defending a building that my ancestors built with their hands. Yeah. And I have to be treated this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It was it was, it was, was just kind of frustrating to, to, to watch in terms of, you know, just his feelings. Because it's like... You know, we're never as much as you want to think the laws on our side. It's not. It yeah. never has been. No matter never who's been in office. And it's like I obviously commend. I love me some Obama. You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful for Kamala, but it's like with a shrug. You it's know? hard. You know, it's we yeah. can't do it alone. But at the same time, it's like this system was never written for us. So, you know, how much do you really think? Is going to change and i hate to be that negative you know i want it to change and i wish i could see yeah, it full it's world. realistic you know, come, yeah. you know I, and that's what i want like i want us it, it takes the people i that are in office to be in office but i'm just in terms of that security guard it's just like yeah it's, it's unfortunate that you have to go through that you know of course you shouldn't have to but at the same time this is our country, you know, yeah. and it's, it, it is unfortunate. And I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying nothing's going to change. I should take that statement back. I feel like my, my mind's not working the way it wants to work in terms of in, in, interpreting my words. I think we, we are doing our best, but I guess what my, my end goal is, is this system was never for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't be surprised in a sense about these things that happen to us. And although it's unfair and it makes you angry and you want change, all we can do is keep fighting for us. And that's yeah. why I respected Tulsa so much is because, like, no, we took it into our own hands, provided for ourselves. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. whenever we rely on 
white people, they still have control over you. They still have power over you. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And again, just the pattern of it all, you know, they, they talk about how, um, you know, the five tribes were pushed from the Southeast, the lower Southeast of the country up to Oklahoma and also with them, they sent, you know, the Africans, uh, you know, later African-American black people, um, up to that place too. And how that place at the time was, you know, it was wasteland. It was, you know, this was the extras, you know, force them up there, um, to the wasteland. And then once people get together and start doing their thing, start thriving, um, one, it causes that jealousy. It causes that, that focus to go there. And then beyond that, the second that a resource is found, um, you know, one of the prime examples was oil, um, then it's like, oh, we need to extract this thing for our white capitalism and our white greed. Uh, and so then, yeah, then it's going in, flushing these people out in order to, you know, extract uh, these resources, which, again, is the very thing happening right now where they're literally working to roll back tribal sovereignty. And if this precedent gets set, it can roll back for all the tribes, all the federally recognized tribes and its major oil industries that are the ones that are backing this, you know. So it's like it's the exact same thing. Thing. Not a fucking thing has changed in all of these years. And yeah. it's just ridiculous um, how this is all happening and how there is a denial of it when there's documented history, even even just the tidbits of what we have been able to document, because that 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 doesn't even scratch the surface of all of the atrocities that have been enacted over the many years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. It just like it blows my mind um, in all the ways. It, it really does. Yeah. I mean, and, I guess, yeah. and that's kind of where I'm coming from, too. It's not that, like, I, I, don't, I really do want to track that statement as in nothing's going to change. Because, I mean, it is. I think yeah. just with the security guard, as I was watching him speak, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on, I don't think it's on, it's not on Tulsa Burning. It's on Soul of a Nation, is that is what Oh, okay, okay. And so, as, sorry, I did not lay that out correctly. No worries. But as I, got um, there. As I was watching him, and I think that was, I think I was disappointed. Of course, I felt for him, of course, Mm. and everything he had to go through. I understand why he was working in the Capitol. I love that he, you know, one of his purposes was because, you know, slaves built this building and I want to be able to defend it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But it almost seemed like he was disheartened at what happened to him when it just felt like, if it was me, I would have got up out of there. Like, nobody's going to feel bad about for me. My yeah. job will be, act like they're sincere, and I can sit here and talk in this show about my experiences. But it, I was disappointed in him for being disappointed in a way, because it's like, well, what oh, do you expect? You yeah. know? Yeah. So that's the point I was trying to make to where it's like, this system was never for us. Yeah. So why are you going to think that these people are going to defend you while there is a mass riot of white people outside of your door. You know what I mean? Like, we're all white. They're all white. You could sit there and you can, like, even think about being enlisted into the army way back when. You know, it's like, they weren't, they didn't care about us. They just threw us in the war to defend our country and get the job done. That's still slavery. You know, and even for this man, in a sense, unfortunately, it's just modern day slavery. Oh, girl. Say it then. That's what I'm saying is, like... Ooh. I was disappointed he was disappointed for any other outcome because, like, of course, this is going to be the outcome. Yeah. So, but, yeah. 
people <laughs> in the U.S. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, this whole um, country is just sickening. Because, I mean, I think about that yeah. to date. It's just like, in everything we do, and everything we touch, this is all, you know, it's just unfortunate the way this country had to come to be. You know, mm-hmm. when we were dealt the best cards we could as black people, we had to basically start our own race from scratch in yeah. a sense being, yes being know. disconnected from the indigenous homelands yeah being yeah. literally separated from the lands yes and from whence we came and it's crazy how deep slavery really is because even during slavery africa seemed like a magical place it seemed like a dream it didn't seem real to black people and that's how yeah. deep-rooted slavery was and for how long it was for black people towards the end of slavery, from black people to towards the beginning with the start of slavery, for mm-hmm. them to think, don't ever talk about Africa. Africa's not real. That doesn't exist. My family didn't come from there. You're crazy. You know, I'm massive slave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For that to be your normal, to be to for Africa to be just this magical place that doesn't really fathom in your mind, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And from that yeah. time period we had to start our own race, you know? And that's that's yeah. just, I don't know, man. It's just like looking out into the world today. It's just, man, this race was brought here because of this. This race was brought here because of this. This mm-hmm. race had, had a, was dragged over here for this. You know, we wouldn't have these melting pot of cultures if it wasn't for capitalism. But I don't know if that's a prideful thing, you know, yeah. to be out here and be like, oh, America, land of the free. The last thing it is is free. You yes. Know? Yes. So, yes. You know, in all senses. Yeah. And so it's just sometimes it's like, Man, it's just looking at somebody walk by and it's like, dang, this race had to endure this for you to be here. Your ancestors had it. Mm. And it just makes me feel disgusted with America. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. yeah and, know. you know, again, always and forever, it, it's not to say that every person is evil. You know, again, I have oh, no, white family members, you know, um, in, in my family, I have... Um, you know, there's white people in in my in my friend circle. You know, there are people that are are good-hearted people, um, mm-hmm. and that I absolutely enjoy and love. You know, uh, so it's it's not um, to be like all of you are evil. Hit no, at the even exact the white same... people know which whites we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Know? Yes. However, even at the exact same time, too, like these same people still profit off of these systems. Um, you know, they still don't know the fear that are associated with different things. You know, policing. Um, you know, I I I get afraid um, about around being like around a single white woman. You know, in a space. You know, just because of like the the multiple multiple times in which um the fear of a black person encroaching on the white woman has caused uh outrage and 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 death and and these mass things you know um so sometimes i'll be in space and i'm like man there's no witnesses around here you know mm-hmm. and it's like and, and, and we've seen it like that that one lady about. with with her dogs she was calling the we've the cops and being like times. you know this you know, is attacking me like come and get you know, yes, it don't matter. And um, as black people, and I just want to put that out there, as like any race, realistically, but yes. like, especially Asians now, like at, mm. with, with the pandemic, and you know, it's it's literally mm. almost every race. But black people mm. have always had to feel this way as to where we have when we go in a room, we have to scope the room before we actually 
are in the room before we establish mm. and get settled in the room. We have yes. to visually see who's around us, what's around us. Are we going to have to have our guard up or is this a comfortable, safe space for me to be in? Yeah. You know, and I think that's what people also need to understand is that this is how we have to go through with our life, let alone being black and native. You know, that's that's a hard space to be in, too. So that's yeah. why it hurts a little bit when we're not acknowledged, not only within media, that stuff doesn't matter. What really matters, I mean, it matters, but what really matters more is our own communities and having yes. to feel, having this tense and having this guard up. Am I, we shouldn't have to question that around yeah. native people. But I know once, let's say, I'm hanging out with a group of native people um, or going into a bar or going to a room, it's like, okay, I know they're going to try to find some commonality about being black with me. Or I know they're going to try to say this lyric and it's supposed to be relatable to me. Or, you know what I mean? When it's really a little, you know, borderline offensive. Oh so it's like, these are the gosh. things we have to be around and think of, not only in a room full of white people in a public space, but also of our own, unfortunately. And then going in a room full of black people, having my hair down. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to endure comments or be called Pocahontas or something. And not in both of these ways, especially on black and native sides, are not meaning it offensively, but it is borderline offensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have to go in those rooms and already expect, hey, I'm going to be be made a little uncomfortable and I already know that I am yeah but let alone in public and just being around white people or being around you know they could all be white people that are really you know trying to help some sort of you know it doesn't matter who they are they could be the nicest white people in the world but either way I still have to walk in that room and know that I don't know enough about these people you know what I mean yes well yeah yeah. well because like you said uh and and you've said this not on on this on the show that we've recorded yet. You've said this before in in previous recordings where it's like you talk about interactions um, and how you have to decide what you're going to do in an interaction and how you the individual will feel leaving that interaction mm-hmm. um, and how oftentimes you know we are forced into these split decisions where you are. Um, you you have to take like a, a, a it's a it's, sorry I was getting a call right then so I stuttered oh, a little okay. bit. Um, anyways, uh, you you have to decide like what is the worth of this thing right now. Example: um, When I was at uh, Pendleton Roundup a few weeks ago, um, there was a gentleman who was talking about getting an eagle feather. You know this white gentleman who's like. He's friends of some of my family, um, and I've just never had, like, that best relationship with this person because of moments like this where it's like, oh, we got to work on getting me a feather. Like, I got to get a feather, got to get a feather. Um, It'd be really cool if, like, I had a feather for my hat. And um, and they're just like, "Eh," you know, like, I'm not doing anything for you. Like, if if I was was like, oh, yeah, you can go find a hawk feather, go find something. You know, it's like, oh, we got to do this thing. I'm like, don't lump me into your work. You know, you're trying to get labor from me, one, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not about that life. Like, if, if, yeah, if you walk and you see a pigeon feather and you want to throw it in your hat, girl, do it. I'm not going out of my way to, like, do this thing for you. And then I was, you know, trying to dismiss the whole thing. And then, like, he literally, like, came up to me, and then he was like, no, don't you think, like, it'd be really great if I had a feather for this hat? You know, it'd make it, like, really, you know, really native, you know? And then then he, like, held up his arm, and he's like, you know, I think I'm getting dark enough. Like, it's dark enough, right, where I can, like, pass. And I was like, the fuck? Natives say that, too. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this is the white dude, though. Yeah. 
yeah, I, know, and I'm I know saying, natives say that shit all I mean, the time it's too. It's totally different when a white yeah. guy says it, but still, it's like I'm just saying that's not cool in any sense. Exactly, <laughs> just and so then your race. <laughs> yeah, and so then here I am in this situation where I'm like, you are your friends to other people in my family, and so now I'm forced to take this verbal lashing, this thing that I don't fucking agree with by any means. And if you were like any other person, any other situation right now. Um, you know, I'd go off. Yeah, I'm not going to go off in front of my gram, you know, in front of like her friend or whatever. I'm like, dude, you're being fucking racist right now, you know? And it's like not even like in a malintent way, yet like bringing up things of colorism and like being that, being your qualifier as to why, you know, this other thing. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you know? And so then it bothers me because then I walk away from this with absolute frustration. Here I am encountering this situation where people say callous and un- uh, unknowing things, and then you know you basically get offended by what it is, and it, and it's more than offense. Um, you know, it's it's a verbal lashing that people are giving, uh, and it's like, do I sit here and bear it, uh, or do I speak out against it? Uh, and then it, you're you're having to decide in that moment. And all of us can uh, understand the situation because we've all been presented with with a situation where in the moment you have to decide like, ooh, am I going to take it there? Or do I just like bite the bullet and just be like, uh, let it go, right? And then how you feel after that about yourself and about the situation, it, it has a physical presence on you. You're like, dang, I wish I would have said something. Or, ooh, that was so mean. Like, didn't nobody want to stand up or didn't nobody else want to say something for me, you know? Um, and you've mentioned that before. Like, how am I going to walk away from this situation um, with this decision that I make. Uh, and so, yeah, that's just like another part of it all too, is that like, even with the best intent people, even with the nicest people, even with all this, it's like whiteness is just toxic. Whiteness is dangerous. Whiteness is hostile and it's violent, uh, and it consumes and just in coming into contact with it, even with the nicest, best intention people, it still has its caustic ways of getting you. Um, sure. And so, you know, like I, I actually went to the movies this past weekend, which, ooh, I, I do want to talk about this. Uh, 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 Shang-Chi. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, uh, yes, in the, in the Ten Rings. Um, it was dope, um, which I enjoyed. And, and I went with my two younger cousins. And, um, and I just remember, like, the people around... Um, are like basically like, I don't know, uh, my, my, my cousins, they're, you know, they're younger, they're talking, they're on their phones, you know, all the things that it says not to do at, you know, in the, in the previews of the movies, oh, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, don't be on your phone and don't talk and don't do all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing it, you know? Um, and I could tell that like the white couple next to me were like getting upset and like, even me, I was like, you know, I don't like it when people talk and I don't like it when people do these things. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be up for my family before I ever fight for your comfort, you know? Um, and so I was just like letting it be. And it was just like, yeah, Kellen, like, you know, it's it's it's, it's fuck white comfort season, yo. Um, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, have that, y'all. Um, yeah. And then I started, I started getting in, you know, I was like psh, 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 mm-hmm. saying the things because it's just like. Dude, like, we're always having to, like, acquiesce to you. We're always having to subdue to, like, your standards and what you think um, and, you know, be subject to your your judgments. Uh, and I'm just not about that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and so, yeah, it, it felt good, at least in this one random example, that it's like, 
okay, I know that I at least in this situation um, was able to make decisions that are more true to my family and to my people uh, than it is to kowtowing to the pressures of whiteness and all that uh, its invisible standards place on us. Yeah. I had a moment like that, and I had multiple times, but one of them, I remember being in the movie theater with my niece, and it was a kid's movie. First of all, it's for toddlers. And Go so, off. my niece was just, you know, she's being a little chatty Kathy, but that's okay. <laughs> and so, we're in the theater, and she's, like, talking. I'm like, shh, you know, gotta watch the movie. Come on. And then, all of a sudden, this white lady behind me, and I'm just assuming she was of Karen. I mean, I'm very positive that she was. And she goes, shh. And then so my niece goes, cat cat, she just shushed us. And I was like, oh, no, it's okay. But in my mind, I'm thinking, no, she knows she don't want to shush me. Because before I flip around and actually say something to her, and I wanted to so bad, I was kicking myself after, like, I should have just put her in her place. But I was like, you know what? No, you know, I have to be an example, not only for this child, but the rest of the children in here. But first of all, it's a children's movie. Kids are going to be, you know what I'm saying? But it was because obviously, and I really... I wanted to be, you have to be composed. I mean, that's the that's the hard part is you have to, as a person of color, you have to pick and choose your battles, unfortunately. Yes. You yes. shouldn't have to yes. whatsoever. Here's another example. I was sitting with a group of guys. Mind you, they're all like Salvadorian or Mexican, um, both actually. And it was a group of guys. We're just out at a restaurant, we're having a few drinks, you know, eating a little bit. And this white bartender comes over. He was nice the entire time. All of a sudden, he go, gets everybody's order, and then I, he comes to me, and I order my drink, and he's like, well, this is my bar. Mm. No, this is my bar. And I'm like, where did that come from? And I was like, um, okay. I was like, well, you know, I think I asked him about, about a drink or something, and that's when he said it. And I was like, well, okay, well, if this is your bar, give me whatever you forgot what my response was but this is yeah. that's how he tried to shut me up basically and the mm. funny thing is he laughed and the guys around me didn't didn't really didn't say anything because i'm like okay this white misogynistic male <sighs> and so once he came back you can tell he he thought he had an audience of a group of males and that he really didn't because he didn't even charge me for anything but he didn't he didn't verbally apologize and yeah. so I was sitting next to my friend and I told him, I'm like, you realize what he just did, right? He's like, yeah, it was kind of awkward. And I was like, but I can't say anything, right? Because first of all, I'm a woman. And second of all, I'm going to be the angry black woman if I say exactly what I want to say. You know, and so that's what I'm saying when you got to pick and choose your battles. Like in the movie theater, I could have easily flipped around, put her in my place and be like, how dare you speak to my niece this way or whatever. Same thing at that table. It's like, how dare you speak to me this? First of all, this is not your establishment. Second of all, we are paying your your bills right now. You know, we're keeping your lights on. And so, first of all, you wouldn't even have a paycheck if it wasn't for our table. So, you Mm -hmm. know, there's so much things I can say, but it's so hard being a person of color and especially a woman in this world because as soon as we say what we want to say... We're the ang- we got a label, like you were saying. We got a label. You know what I mean? There's right and there's wrong. There's, you know what I'm saying? Like you were mentioning at the beginning of the show, is everything has to be labeled something, and it always has to be either positive or if it's negative. And when it comes to white people, everything they love playing the victim in certain instances. And 
that's the frustrating part is I shouldn't have to cover my mouth. And like nowadays, mm-hmm. it's like I refuse to, but at the same time, we still have to we have to be aware of our surroundings. Yes, we can literally a go to jail. We can get killed. We yes. can get tased just by sitting there. The cops will get called. There's so many different things that even to this from my ancestors to this day, yeah. I have the same repercussions as they did. Yeah. And it's all over the media. Thankfully, we have cell phones and social media for people to actually show what's going on in the world. But it's showing that it's still happening. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that's it's like, do I open my mouth? OK, well, if I open my mouth, I have to understand the repercussions that are possibly going to be put upon me. Yes. You know, I could get the cops called on me. I could be strangled. I could be killed. I could oh be. Gosh. And that's the thing is like, we really do have to be aware of our surroundings and we shouldn't have to be to that extent, you know, and yeah. even yesterday. So I was flying in from Idaho yesterday, landed in DC and on the plane, they're like, for anybody that's a part of the cops appreciation day, stay on the plane. So I'm like, all right, whatever that is, mm-hmm. go outside and like as you're walking out of the gate, it must have been some kind of literally cop appreciation day because there's these guys wrote like probably 20, if not more, 30 cops standing. Kind of, you know how when you come run out in basketball and you have everybody standing on the side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making so like a human tunnel. Out, yes. And so when I was coming out, all these cops were standing there. Oh and my gosh. to this day, I get so uneased. Like, I don't like cops. <laughs> and so uh-uh. I'm coming out. And I'm walking out, and I have to walk through them because they're anticipating whoever's coming uh, off the plane. And that uneasy feeling, like, to this day, every time I'm around a cop, it's just very uneasy. Yeah. And then I come downstairs, it's the same thing. Cops were everywhere, suited and booted. Oh and then gosh. outside, there was just lights everywhere. And the thing that I noticed, I just stopped and I looked around all these white people were recording, like, oh, you know, this is cool, or getting pictures with them. Not oh one black gosh. person was doing that. No. There was barely any black cops. I've seen maybe, like, one there, but I don't. I didn't want to even want to look at them. No. And so that's what I noticed is, like, that's when I say this country was never set to protect us because there's no reason I should come out of an airplane and be so mm-hmm. uneasy to be around all these cops that are supposedly supposed to protect and serve but that's a whole yeah. other episode yeah no it's so that's true though it is pay attention to the room because we don't we don't have to do anything wrong yes not at all absolutely anything wrong and there literally has been times to where because i can sit there you can be doing the exact same thing white people are doing mm-hmm. but you're the one that's in the wrong and i've yeah. had those experiences before because i've been discriminated against just because i'm black you know what yeah. i mean and so yeah that's that's just that's the yeah. harsh reality is like we can't truly be ourselves and that's why it's like white people get frustrated and get angry and act out and revolt and riot when their identity is being questioned but the riskiest thing a black person can do is establish their own independent identity because it puts them at risk for so much and that's 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 the unfortunate truth yeah no seriously even so like going to my my walks like my i I leave in the morning and and it's pitch black you know like i mentioned at the top of the episode i put on reflector vests and and lights headlamps and this and that anyways um i i i I say prayers every time i walk out um and i ask the uh, the original people of the lands um because you know they still walk this area i i ask them for protection and for safe guidance as i go out and i venture out 
And um, I was thinking about that this morning, how trusting I am because I have my hood up and I have a beanie on. So my peripheral vision is is taken away and and I'm not looking behind me. And so I, I have these like fits of anxiety where I'm like, anything can happen right now. Like anyone can just come and like, you know, attack me from behind. Anyone can just like, I don't want to say even the words of what can happen because I'm not trying to speak these things. You know, I'm a powerful person. So trying to be careful what I speak about. Mm-hmm. However, uh, you know, I, I had that thought and I, you know, and then I was just like, okay, Helen, you got to trust. Like, I trust that I am protected. I'm trusting that I'm being guided and that, you know, my powers and, and my connection to the ancestral people and to the ancestral lands around here are far greater than the dangers around. Yet it's very much what you're saying, because at the exact same time, like as I went to go to the post office yesterday, I pulled out of my driveway and it's going down the street and I had the pickup that pulled in front of me um, had an American flag, you know, a fresh one uh, hanging out the back, you know, and this is commonplace for where I live. And I had to like follow this pickup all the way down to the post office. And funny enough, we, we diverted different ways. Um, I went, I did my thing, come back 20 minutes later. And as I'm coming back down that street towards my home, that same pickup came in front of me. And so I had to follow it all the way home. So that was kind of really strange how that happened. Yet beyond that, um, it's just, it's crazy how even the symbol of the American flag and how it's being presented in this time is just such a show of, of aggression and of a certain ideology that backs, um, you know, this hatred and, and, and evil. Um, and, and so like even just seeing that symbol and knowing that in my neighborhood itself, again, for people who don't know in my neighborhood, there are, um, Trump 2020 flags everywhere. There are Trump 2024 revenge tour flags. There are um, white lives matter flags and bumper stickers all around, um, as well as like the blue striped American flag for the cop people um, all throughout my neighborhood, you know? So even just being in where I live, even in this domicile, you know, there's still an element of danger um, in just going out and trying to walk like a normal person would or like like any other resident of the of the neighborhood would feel entitled to do, you know, yeah. um, and there's that looming fear in the back of my head like, dang, anyone can literally just see me and feel a justified sense of fear in which they can, um, you know, attack me, uh, take me out. Um, and it's it's. it's it's horrible that that is a, a thing that we have to mitigate. Um, just, you know, like you're saying, taking account of like what rooms you're walking into or what spaces you're in um, just for like our literal own protection of our lives. Yeah. Wow. And that's what people don't understand. Cause there's Trump flags being flown all over Idaho and it really is irritating to see the name. And I think this is the, the arrogance that Trump people have is they think, Oh, he's just a guy. You know, and they can they can spout colorism all they want, or colorblindness all that they want, etc. But what people don't understand is Trump is a is a reminder. He's a reminder of what what has been, especially with his slogan "Make America Great Again." Trump mm-hmm. is a daily reminder of our suffering and injustice, and yeah. that's what I'm trying. To, that's what I try to tell people. I'm like. Trump used to be respected before Trump was Trump. You know what I mean? He used to be respected in the black community so much. Ish. But I mean, there's still became... all these problems with his racism with, you know, oh, of the, course. with New of York course. is the Central Park. And, you know, like, you know, he has 
a very problematic history. Anyways, continue, exactly. please. Oh yeah, for sure. It goes back, but I'm saying, but once he actually became out to became a president, it was a whole nother story because he made it impossible to turn away from our past histories. You yeah. know, he's, he is a painted picture of the harsh reality we had to face. And it's obviously his ethics and his morals that shoot, that's a whole nother episode about Trump. But Lack still, thereof, but non-existence. What people, <laughs> yeah, that's what people don't understand is they can sit here and spout Trump all day as if it has actually something to do with his politics. But real Trump supporters know what they're actually promoting when they yes. hang that flag, when they yeah. say, when they wear the American flag, let alone, you know, and us yeah. having to see not only Confederate flags, but the, all the, the police uh, blue lives matter flags, all yep. of that. That's all, all a reminder of hate. It's a symbol of hate. Yeah. You know, and it's a reminder of all of the injustice we have to face and the injustices that we're facing today and all of the policies and laws that are being made today that is just still modern day segregation, modern day racism, modern day everything. That's what mm-hmm. he stands for. That's what he's a symbol of. You yeah. know, people can ignore it all that they want, but that's what Trump symbolizes. You know, and whether they 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 acknowledge that or not, that's what it is. Yeah. Every person who has a Trump flag, I don't care who you are. If you hang around Trump supporters, you are a Trump supporter. You know, I mean, don't try to sit there and say that you have the best interest of so and so and so and so, and my best friend's black and my nephew's black Mm. or whatever. That doesn't matter. Text with daily. Exactly. If you're a Trump (laughs) supporter or you are anywhere around a Trump supporter, therefore you are, and you are a symbol of hate and racism yourself. I know if anything was to go down, you wouldn't have my back. And that's exactly how I think about it. You know, who are you saving first? Who are you looking out for? You are. And that's how I think about. You know, a lot of white people, unfortunately, as well, if something was to go down, yeah, of course you want to protect yourself, but if it came down to a situation to where you can better a group of people, are you going to choose yourself or are you going to choose, are you really going to choose that group of people? You know what I yeah. mean? That's kind, of, that's kind of how I think about it. And it's like, that's why we have to be on the defense. Even as natives, native peoples, there's just so much deep-rooted yes. history that you got that white people can't re- erase. No matter, unfortunately, what you do, you can't bring our ancestors back. You know, yeah. you can't, you can't. Bring back the masses of tribes that you have erased because of genocide. It's like all of this history, you can't take it back, you know? Yeah. And I understand that there are a lot of people that wish it never happened. Of course, we wish it never happened either. Yeah. But it's like that. that's why if we have our defense up when we walk into a room... Yeah. When we when we have, you know, a little bit more bass in our voice or when we speak with confidence, it's because our whole entire lives and my parents and grandparents and great, great grandparents and great, 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 great grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, we were never seen as equal. We were always seen as an underdog. We were always seen as a target. So, of course, I'm going to be on the defense a little yeah. bit, you know, and how I present certain things, they are going to be a little bit more you know in tuned or a little bit more passionate about or whatever it's like yeah this is why you know this is and it's i feel like part of what i feel like sometimes we we are so passionate about what we're talking about like me and you to where it feels like we're not making sense and even though we're making all of the sense there's people (laughs) out there that just really just don't aren't going to get it and it's like there's so much history and boggled in the words that come out of our mouth that you can't really understand unless you're one of us in a sense, you know, and as yeah. much as common sense as it may seem, you know, it's not for it's not for everybody. Or it may seem, and especially people who always say you people are so sensitive, etc. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's where it comes from. We have yeah. to see 
And that's why I bring up Trump. That's why we bring up all these different experiences because we have to walk out into the world no matter where we go. There's depictions of racism everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, even the being seen as lesser, being seen as inferior. No, that's that's in, that's not even right. It's, it's We have been seen as superior and better. Therefore, mm. the system has to work in order for us to be put down. You have to put us down a peg in order yeah. to hopefully even try to be equal to us. Um, and that's that's the, the pitfall. And with these Trump people, even like it's sad, like um, – Andrew Jackson being Trump's number one favorite president, you know, who's responsible mm. for the mass lynching of Native Americans, you know, slave owners. These are hateful people. These aren't people to be admiring. And it is very much what you're saying, like that there are people who it's just like, oh, I am Trump tolerant or like around this thing. Um, and sadly, you know, I find that in my family even. And it, it's 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 deplorable in the many ways with like ideologies. And it it's crazy how like people always want to be like oh well politics you know don't want to talk about politics it's it's politics it's a difference in just politics and it's really not it's it's beyond that it's personhood um because it's been shown and that's the kind of that's like the mind fuck of it all right now Michaela is that it actually like messes with who I am because I know that even in these circles of people who I've been growing up around and and love and in care and who and, and support with over the decades of my life that now in these times and with these affiliations that it shows that um, beyond all of that, you know, we're related shit that like in their eyes, like I'm still a nigger in their oh, eyes. Yeah. I'm, still, exactly I'm, I'm still, I'm still a little faggot, things you know, down, you know, really things go down. You? Yeah. And I know that that's the underlying thing. So it's like, how can I ever grow in trust and in love with you moving forward? Because this is literally how you align your life. Um, so it's more than just a symbol. It's literally action. Um, it's literal dedication and ideology. It's perspective. It's it's the mannerisms of believing and moving with those beliefs. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just oh ho ho. It's cute. You know, he says these funny things. No, you're taking on the 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 spirit um, and and the beliefs and the, and the actions that follow. Mm-hmm. And um, those actions are often detrimental. To yeah. people like us, mm-hmm. which is wild. Yeah, that's the thing is, people can sit there and say that you know they're not this way, or or not you though. You know what I mean? I'm not talking <laughs> about you though. And it's like, right. well, okay, well, obviously, you know, you have these views, and if you don't have these, because I've been in those, not in those situations, but there's been people who obviously are they're like, oh, can you believe so and so said this? And, and it comes down to race, it comes down to politics, and the next thing you know, they're hanging out with them, or mm. their besties with them. And it's like, um, so apparently you agree with those views, or if something goes, like, here, bring yeah. it back, something goes down, you think those people you're hanging out with yeah. are going to have your back, you know what no, I mean? under the bus. <laughs> and so, exactly. You get run over real quick. And it's like, well, if you want to talk all this talk, like, you, you know, these people are wrong, well, what are you doing about it? You know yeah. what I mean? You can sit there and say, you disagree with this, that, and the third. Oh, but not you, though. But you're not doing anything about the whole the whole issue. You know what I'm saying? Whether it is politics, whether it is, you know, marching or whatever it is. Okay, you can sit there and say one thing, but are you doing anything about the issue? And I think that's what this, that, the the previous election really need. We needed that in our country, in a sense, because it definitely weeded out a lot of people you didn't realize were 
were yeah. the way they were. Yeah. You Spotlights. know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. it brought out, I feel like the country probably, especially black people probably lost a lot of respect for some people or, you know, burned a lot of relationships based on, you know, who they voted for or mm-hmm. who they're tapped into, who yeah. they're listening to, who they feel like they can relate to. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You're relating to this people, but you're saying you're an advocate for me you know, but you're not doing anything about being yeah. an advocate for me. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And I think yeah. Tyra Banks kind of made a statement, I think, on Twitter when it was like, we should basically, why can't we all just get along? I have Trump supporting friends and I have friends that black friends. And it's like, that's um, no. OK, you're, oh, Tyra. you're, you know, disgrace to the race a little bit. You know, you, you sure is what you want to say. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And what was her name? Stacy Dash, the one that was like officially uh, canceled. Yeah, Stacy Dash, who it's ruined like, Tyra, Clueless. You're that. And it's like, there's no <sighs> way I'm going to have no Trump supporting friends and whatever else friends. Like, no, that's not how that works. Like, yeah. there's a lot behind that name and a lot that, you know, people stand for behind in defending that name. And if it's yeah. like, hey, I don't care if we were best friends for all my life, like, you're cut <laughs> off. If I find out you're, you're a Trump supporter, I'm sorry. Oh, Okay, are we are we cousins? Are we? Are, that's the hard part yeah. when it's family. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. It's like okay, yes. obviously, you know, I'm gonna have to bow bow out. And it's bow. wild. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm not. I'm. You know, it's nice knowing you. You know, maybe I'll see you <laughs> next lifetime. But um, your views is, is and I know a lot of people's dinner tables got very interesting last oh, year. Oh, for sure. You know, it had to be, and I think there's a lot of relationships that were lost. But it's like unfortunately, you can't build another a better. You can't build or create change or opportunities for people by just sitting there and bickering. Like, you got to go out and do something about it. And I think our country was definitely put in that position to where it's time to go out and do something about it. Yeah. Well, we're not done, too. That's like I literally said, uh, Trump 2024 revenge tour. That's what's being paraded around my area. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so they're not done. People are not done. Yes, it was a single election, you know, yet um, there's still hope and there's still the fervor and not to align it with, you know, uh, Nazi Germany. However, that was the case that was brought up long time ago is that like it wasn't until um, Hitler's second reign that, you know, the real shit happened, you know. He was in charge once, you know. I was, and, I was telling my mom that I was like, if our people weren't from here, I'd be up out of this country. I would have been Easy gone. days. <laughs> easy <laughs> days. But yeah, I, it, yeah it's just. It's yeah. It's a, it's a so that, I mean, that's just kind of the, the other thing, too. It's like, yes, very much like the pacify of the moment. However, like still understanding um, at least what I see in my area it's you know people aren't done there there there's a fervor there is a boiling there is a simmering um that is preparing for revenge action and if there's anything that uh obama 2008 and uh 2012 has taught us is that there's going to be white backlash at some point Um, the crazy thing is we're more powerful just as black like we overpower them but it's mm -hmm. because they have the law on their side that they feel so comfortable Mm -hmm. that they can do Mm -hmm. that that's why i mean like our country was never was never for us never they feel comfortable or have the audacity to do the things that they do and even this whole uproar with 2024 and everything else they're only comfortable in doing all the hate that they do is because that they know the government's on their side now yeah. reverse it and their imagine guns if, you know and the yeah, arms it's imagine. the arms that 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 really did it in in the first place you know with yeah. with the first contact it's the the difference in arms that allowed for that power dynamic 
continue. My thing is just like, imagine if black and brown people actually had this power. What if it was reversed? You know, first yeah. of all, we wouldn't be acting out in this way at once so whatever. Thank this you. This country was in reverse. You know uh, what I mean? There's no way we would it'd have... It'd be so litty. You know how I much mean, fun it would be? It, it would be so much fun. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if it wasn't for white people, we wouldn't even be, been here. And don't get that disregard as I'm giving them any yeah. sort of credit. Yeah. You know, we'd be living our lives happily. But at the same, like, if, if the roles were reversed, just imagine that America. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think the afterlife is going to be so litty. I low-key do. Because I'm like, all of you people, like, say, like, one of those lynching photos and the 200 white men in there. I'm like, oh, psh, nope, y'all are done. <laughs> y'all won't be there, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, like, all the people around here, you know, I'm like, oh, y'all ain't going to be there. It's going to be me and my ancestors, me and my friends. Um, and it's going to be fun. Because uh, you won't be around. Because clearly you're not living your life in a way that is indicative of you being rewarded in any fashion beyond this realm um so i mean that is the one hope that i kind of hold on to i'm like oh it's about to be a party i don't know i feel like well like i said like this last year last two years i feel like unfortunately like i definitely give all my respect to all the lives that are lost but it needed to it needed to happen because it showed this country for truly for what it was and what it has been and it's making people create a lot more awareness than they ever had you know yeah. juneteenth yeah it's a holiday who knows what it's gonna come out to be next year and how, oh yeah you know corning it might you know you know what i mean yeah and it's like <laughs> but it's drawing yes, people however. giving them that attention to be like oh you know what is it you know yeah. for for people to actually start to 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 really understand america's history all these things that are even with all these protests and all these differences of opinion which really aren't different they're just facts but just in terms of history it's 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 creating it's it's, we're starting to plant more seeds yeah um and and police brutality is coming out you know i'm saying all these things in these past few years unfortunately have happened but at the same time they're they've brought awareness more than ever before you know yeah that's so. a beautiful point. It's not a difference in opinion. It really is fact and whether one is just going to negate it or accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, it, it isn't a difference of opinion. It, it's just yeah, clear. Exactly. Very wow. Clear. Look at you. Always dropping stuff. Always <laughs> dropping bombs. This is low-key another episode that I'm definitely looking forward to listening back to. I was going to say, you might have to yeah. chop it up a little bit because we just kind of transitioned oh into like radicalism real quick. <laughs> hey, no, it had to happen. You know, the, the stars aligned. We Hanya Watt told us, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's we why do. You guys listen to us. Yeah, I know. For real. Oh my gosh, that's why even writing the descriptions, I'm always like, what do I say? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, and this week, Kellen and Michaela talk about, and I'm like, well, ooh, girl, we talked about it all. Um, literally, it's like it's ongoing. We remember, I like, shopping and like <laughs> getting like one cent per dollar spent to, yeah. <laughs> <I know>. you know, <laughs> to all yes. the things. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Get out of here. Yeah, it's been a very sure. good, a very good discussion. I feel like we started off strong uh-huh. and then we finished even stronger. But oh, for I sure. Feel like and we dropped quite a few gems for people to. You yeah, know, I feel like. But that's the thing is people. And that's what this kind of show is, is people don't understand our point of view of things. And um, today we definitely gave that. So you now, know, a sharpened point that. at that. In all forms. We gave it to, from media to in person to, you know, just as a society. And yep. you know what I'm saying? Playing on both sides of us. 
You know, I don't feel like we ever get this platform to where, you know, in like live, like in person, just yes. throughout daily life to where people actually listen to us because they can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, unless I'm around another group of biracial or multiracial people, yeah, you know, no one, it's, I don't, I don't have anybody that actually, they might hear me, but they're not listening to me. And yeah. so being able to have this show with you, it's really good just to got to get it, kind of get it out there the way it needs to be brought out. And, um. I think it probably will come to su- surprise to a lot of people, but I mean, we've been dealing with this since since York. Just kidding. Since the children of York. <laughs> Not since York. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, ridiculous! I want to find out his family tree. Yo, That's yes, this, that is a great research project. You know, mm-hmm. something for us to look into. Uh, and hopefully before our first anniversary party at PK's. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> with DJT yeah, on the ones and twos. <laughs> Except it can't be an open bar situation because, you know, uh, it'd just be problematic. Eight o'clock. <laughs> you know, there's, as you get older, drinking earlier is so, is so precious. <laughs> right. Because yeah. I cannot hang. I got to prepare like a month in advance if I'm going to be out in public past like 11. So <laughs> we can right. start this party at like 4 p.m. That'd be great, you know. <laughs> right. Be on T Hill before sundown. <laughs> Jokes. Oh, so T-Hill good. at 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sun isn't even down yet. I know, because it doesn't get dark till like 10 in the summertime, so... At least, oh, a, I guess, catch a catch a sun uh, a sunset at T Hill as, as the after go. party. Uh, <laughs> at least for the older generation, Nate. For the ones who Passed like to be in bed earlier, yeah. waking up by yeah. sunup, <laughs> 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 thinking it's sundown. <laughs> oh, so oh, good. Man. Well, thank you for the laughs. Thank you for the information. You're always thank amazing. You. Thank you. Okay. you. Until the next. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com, and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiya pihechnu. See you next time.